Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I got a feeling we're being punked here. Because the last time that Mikey B was out and everybody else was here. He booked Bobby Valentine on the show. Right. We never got a hold of Bobby Valentine mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. Today, Mikey B, our producer, is out. Everybody else is here. Right. Bobby Valentine is booked on the show. Yep. We can't get a hold of Bobby oh! Valentine. Oh! He left a message. Dang! Well, call him right back. Well, the Pete's calling from the... Company phone, right? We're not calling from Pete. Pete's not saying, hey, Bobby, this Pete. No, like not I, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, it's Pete. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Right. All right. So, hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that Mike's screwing with us. I think that this is his revenge, much like Montezuma ah. had his. This is well, Seglia's revenge. He should be upset with Bogus, not us. Bogus is one that wished harm on him. I mean, I just mentioned the bus, but <laughs> I didn't really mean it. I didn't say anything, so right. I shouldn't be the guy that. I mean, I did do an impersonation of him stuttering a lot, See, boom, but you go. Yeah, that shouldn't have been. He should be used to that. That would be the way he got revenge. Would be something like this. Yeah. Or yeah. is he smart enough to do something like this, though? Mm-hmm. That would also be the question. Is he smart enough to do something Aha. like this? See, they see you. You did it again. Did I? I mean, it's just a fair question. <laughs> That's what it is. So we will wait on Bobby Valentine. I listen to a lot of sports talk shows. We yep. get blown off by more guests than any one of them. Do we? Without a no doubt. No way. Without a doubt. Is mm. am, am I? Not, is it not true that we we definitely do? And I listen to a ton of sports talk shows, and I don't. I can't recall one in recent memory where a guest didn't call in. And I feel like with us, it's every every week. It's it's one or two of them. I don't know what it is about Mike's guest booking skills, but there's something about it. And he's not even here to defend himself. Uh, does he have a layover right now? I think he does, yeah. Call him up. Let me uh, give him a call. Man, yeah, call him up. Get up at 530 in the morning, have a layover. He's going on a straight flight. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess going he went to country. He went to Charlotte, and then he's got to go to uh, San Diego from there. Oh, American. Okay. American. American. How do you just, do you just know that? Do you yeah. know the hubs? Yeah, I know the hubs. Man. Oh, wait gotta, a second. Wait, wait, wait. Know the hubs. Wait, wait, Uh-oh. wait, wait, wait. We got, we got a live we one. We got phones ringing. We got phones ringing. Bobby V. Is it? Is it? It better be. Duffy, is hey it him? Up, Duffy. Just put Quit him on. talking to him. Put it on hold. Is it him? Hurry up, Afro. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about, Duffy? Is it him or not? Yes or no? Thumbs up or thumbs down. It is. We're trying to get a better line. Oh, okay. Is oh, the line's cool. terrible? 
Oh, all the stuff he had to say, man. My goodness. Can't multitask, dude. He's talking to him. I do lots of stuff when I'm on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I know he's talking to it, people. Yeah. I can see that. All right. You uh, could have said how long, how long are Coop's picks? Like a <laughs> minute? <laughs> minute. All right, let's let's play Coop's picks while we wait for Bobby Valentine, all right? All right, let's do it. This is Coop from Coop and Calhoun downstairs. <laughs> That's Coop and Hoon. Yeah, Coop, Coop and Hoon. <laughs> um, so these are, these are his uh, NFL picks for week six. All right, Coop, here we go. Steelers, Chiefs, Chiefs four-and-a-half point favorite. The Chiefs. What? <laughs> Pittsburgh. Patriots, Jets, Pats, nine and a half. <laughs> Favorite. I'll be. Hey, Panther. Panthers. Patriots, not the Panthers. Everybody, you know, Boston, all the hell, the hell, the thing is. All right, we'll play the what? rest of it later. Did you make a pick? We'll play the rest of it later because Bobby Valentine is joining us. <laughs> That was the worst he ever sounded. Uh, here is Bobby Valentine, former MLB player and manager, and now the athletic director at beautiful Sacred Heart University. Bobby, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? You got all that right. I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> you we're, we're almost perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, if I were you, I would still be happy to see the Red Sox lose in the postseason. <laughs> I got to be honest with you because I'm, I'm I'm a grudge holder. I don't like stuff that happened. I felt like you were scapegoated horribly that one season that you were there. And I think it's a really difficult job to manage in Boston. Uh, do you have those negative feelings that you probably shouldn't have towards that organization? <laughs> Well, I was happy to see the Yankees win. I can tell you that, you know, um, and I'm and I'm hoping it's a Yankee Dodger World Series. But uh, I, I don't really do the the grudge thing very much, and I don't like to see people uh, do poorly and think that uh, that reflects good on me. So, um, no, I wasn't really happy to see them uh, lo- lose, but uh, I was surprised to see them win the. American League East and change the manager. So I guess you could do a good job and you could do a bad job and still get fired up there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, what is up with that? John Farrell, he's a scapegoat, and apparently his message wasn't resonating with, uh, I I guess, the main leader now that Big Poppy is done is Pedroia. Uh, So from your 30,000-foot perspective, what did you see happening? Gosh, it it just must be that – there's a there's a culture there that um, you know needs needs to be corrected somehow. I, I guess there's an anti-authority um, feeling somewhere in in the clubhouse, or maybe maybe he just said or did the wrong thing. I I'm not sure. I didn't follow it closely enough, so um, I'm I'm really not an expert there. Well, Bobby, let me ask you this, because you, you've done a ton of managing and you were a player. What is the job of the manager other than to know those crucial moments to you know possibly get a feel for your pitcher and, and, and bring someone in from the pen? And, and there are little idiosyncrasies we may not be privy to, but you are as a former player and a manager. So what is the overarching job of the manager? Well, I think it's to put p- people in the right position so that they can do well and then um, – to make sure they're prepared uh, when they're in that position to to have success, but you know players are are weird. Um, a lot of players dislike uh, their manager, and um, it it just happens that way. You know, you, you find it in winning situations, and you find it in losing situations. 
And uh, sometimes when you get a sympathetic ear at the wrong time, and that that ear happens to be someone who is uh, in a high high authority, um, you know, they they change positions. They uh, fire people. Gio and Jones with Bobby Valentine. Joe Girardi was in a real tough spot after that Friday night game with out challenging what was uh, clearly a call that would have gone in the Yankees' favor. The Yankees went out and won three straight and, and saved his butt. Uh, what did you think of his decision-making in that, that game and then also the, the rumors that he could be fired uh, just based on what happened in that one baseball game? Uh, I was appalled by that whole situation. It seems to me that, you know, and I, I never really managed in this relay uh, or replay uh, era, but uh, it seems that it's somebody else's job to look at the replay and tell the manager um, whether or not he should challenge. If if the guy in the dugout just was challenging haphazardly every time he thought that what he saw wasn't right or what somebody on the field thought um, wasn't right, uh, you'd use up your challenges in the first inning. But, you know, I, I, that was a very weird situation. And I'm glad there were a couple of guys, and a couple of the guys, I think, on the team – uh, there who seemed to be new guys, um, but they were bold guys, stepped forward and, um, you know, got Joe's back, and I was really happy to see that. Yeah, Todd Fraser was one of those guys, and, and that's what you do as a player. You pick up your pitcher and vice versa. The pitcher picks up the, the, the position players and uh, the fielders, I should say, and, and when something doesn't go their way. Uh what are your thoughts? Sometimes they do that. Yeah, right? sometimes. Sometimes yeah. they just point the finger, and that's the easy thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do unto others before they do unto you. Uh, <laughs> what What were your thoughts when they implemented replay? And do you think it goes far enough, or it's too invasive? I think it it takes too long, but I think it's the right idea. We want the game to be played fairly. We want the right call to be made. Uh, that way, you know, you have justice on the field and you don't have a, a situation where the wrong team wins or the wrong player wins the battle. Um, but it just takes too long. It shouldn't take that uh, headphone set, uh, cloaking dagger situation, what are they listening to that uh, I'm not privy to. Um, I think it, it should be, you know, done in 15 seconds. It's not that hard. You see it. You relay it, and uh, you re you replay it. You relay it, and you call it. It it shouldn't take uh, more than thirty seconds. Gio and Jones with Bobby Valentine. Why do you think the Nationals are stuck in the NLDS and can never get out? Whew. <laughs> because um, you know they get a guy picked off at the wrong time, or they um, you know run to the wrong base or throw to the wrong base. They just um, you know, have those brain cramps. Um, you know, that game last night was theirs to to take away. Uh, and, um, you know, a, a catcher who picks people off, uh, picked a guy off, and, and everyone seemed surprised. It was it was one of those things that uh, proper preparation prevents. Or is that fall on the laps of the players? Bobby? That every player was told... And they knew because they play they play against each other during the season that um, 
you know, Contreras picks uh, behind runners. I think everyone knew that. I'll I'll be willing to bet that Davey Lopes, uh, a great player and great coach who was coaching first base, told uh, Leverton when he got there, hey, hey, dude, this guy likes to throw. Be careful. And uh, it just – it just didn't work out. And, and obviously uh, they weren't watching uh, game two of the ALDS when Ronald Torres of the Yankees was picked off during second. Where are you going? Do you instruct? As you just mentioned, David Lopez, uh, David Lopes uh, probably said uh, something uh, to his base runner prior to him going out there. Do, do you, is that normal? Is that that's something you always get in their ear when you've got a guy who's been sitting that, that long, now he's inserted into the ball game, crucial moment, you get in his ear and tell him to watch for this, watch for that? I, I think you do. I think when when um, he got down in first base, uh, I'll bet dollars to donuts that, um, you know, he was told, you know, be alive, great hit, way to go, we're going to win this game, and, um, you know, he picks behind, so be careful. Bobby, when you take a look at what the the next series and the Yankees and the Astros and this Yankees team that everybody is saying they're ahead of schedule and they're the baby bombers and they're not supposed to be here yet, uh, well, after dispatching of the Cleveland Indians, it looked like they belong and can beat anybody. Uh, is there anything about the greenness of this team that is still a part of this conversation, or is that in the past now because they're as prepared as anybody for this journey? Well, obviously, if they if they lose, it's because they were inexperienced, and if they win, it's because they matured quickly. But um, uh, I, I th- still think that a lot of their guys have a lot to learn, and um, the good news is uh, Houston's in the same boat. Um, you're seeing as much talent in this series, I think, as any, as much young talent for sure as uh, any two teams have possessed in a um, league championship series, and and I'm really excited um, uh, about the opportunity to to watch them play. Bobby, help me fix my man uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, he, he he had a great start to the season, of course, after the All Star game. Uh, decline in his play, and then he picked it up again back in September. Only one hit in the ALDS. I think he needs to scoot a little closer to the plate. What say you? Wow, I like that. Um, I I think maybe he's just closing his eyes a little too soon before before he lunges, you know. Um, That's what Mickey Mello used to say (laughs) when he was in a slump, you know, that – uh, he was closing his eyes right before he lunged. But, um, no, I, I, Aaron Judge, I think, is spectacular. I love his swing. Uh, there's just an, there was an approach situation, I thought, uh, that last series, and everyone's a genius looking at it on TV, obviously. Um, but, you know, when he can hit the inside fastball like he did for the double off the wall and it's 99 miles an hour, um, there's something wrong with his approach. Uh, he shouldn't be able to do that. If he does, that means the outside of the plate is going to be too wide open. He's got to hit that uh, kind of inside fastball, the right center field, like he does when he's going good. And and when he when he's able to do that, he's able to uh, hit the the breaking ball away. I, I think he's a. I, I think he'd hit the breaking ball. I just think he has to bring it back further toward the catcher and uh, hit the ball at the angle uh, uh, 
that outside pitch uh, with his bat at an angle that drives the ball to right field. Not, not he's not a pull hitter. He's a right center to left center field hitter. Yeah, and they've got uh, they're facing Dallas Keuchel, who has owned the Yankees and many other teams uh, in Major League Baseball. When you've got a guy who his fastball may reach 91, 92 on a good day, but he's got all these off-speed stuff. What do you sit on when you're facing a guy like that? Well, again, I think it's more the approach personally than uh, that's my personal thoughts um, than it is what you're actually looking for. And the approach is that uh, you want to drive the ball to right center field. And if you're thinking about driving the ball to right center field, the the uh, bat won't get so far out in front. And, um, you know, it's all about angles. And they talk about launch angles. It's also directional angles, you know, if you're – if your bat's um, the head of the bat's uh, behind your hands when you make contact with the ball, the the ball's going to go to the opposite field. If you're trying to get the head of the bat out in front of your hands when you hit the ball, that means you're going to be pulling it, and uh, you don't want to try to pull the ball against uh, a guy like Keuchel who's going to be, um, you know, doing that backdoor breaking ball and those change-ups and two seamers away. Bobby, I have to ask you about the Mets because their managerial job is open once again, and two of your former players are rumored to be candidates in Joe McEwing and Robin Ventura. Uh, who do you think is the right fit to be the next manager of the Mets? Well, I love those guys uh, personally, and, and I'd love to see either one of them uh, be the manager if that's what they wanted to do. Um, but it seems like uh, the, the right fit is Brad Osmus, um, and I, I think he's going to get that job. And why is that? Because it didn't seem like there was a lot of positive vibes coming out of that Tigers team towards the you know, last couple months of the of the season. From my view, an outsider's perspective, he, he didn't seem like it didn't seem like it was a good job that was happening there at the hands of Osmond. Well, uh, that's what it seemed like to me too. But I don't think that that's uh, going to be part of the job description. Uh, what, doing uh, or, a good job the, in your previous one? <laughs> or, or not job description necessarily. I think it's, um, you know, that there, there's a, a little kinship there, you know. Uh, he's, I think, the right age. I think he has the right amount of experience. Um, I think, um, you know, he, he and, and Sandy um, Alderson both went to Dartmouth, and there's always a, um, a kinship there. And, um, you know, he, he's a embraced and embraces the analytical side of the game. So um, it, it seems to me that uh, not that if I was hiring, uh, that, I'm not saying that's what I would do, but it seems to me that um, he, he's in the right place at the right time. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It just seems to me. I All right, no, I, un- no, and I, I understand I what you're saying. Before, guys. No, I, <laughs> be wrong. I think Bobby Valentine should come out of retirement. Me too. That'd be awesome. I Come would. On. I would love that. What's, it, what's would, up? Would you still manage if someone called you? I I don't think that that's uh, <clears throat> the job for me at this at this time. I'm trying to clean up my life, not uh, not mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love oh, that. How people look at the Mets managerial job now. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't want to mess up my life by going there. Right. You know? <laughs> so so who do you like? Cubs, Dodgers, Astros, Yankees. Yeah, you know, it it, it seems like, um, you know, the Astros are destined, um, you know, with all that great young talent and having the tragedy down there and, uh, you know, Houston strong. And, 
and all that. Um, but I, I'd really like to see the, uh, I, I think I already mentioned the Yankees and the Dodgers. I think that'd be great for my my viewing um, capacities. Um, but if I had to just, if I had to pick, I think I would pick uh, Houston and I'd, um, I'd pick the Cubs uh, because I uh, you know they both have a little uh, a little magic going right now, and um, that magic is hard to uh, hold up. Bobby, every time we have you on, I feel bad because we don't talk about Sacred Heart enough. So, what's happening up there? I want you to get a nice plug in your beautiful university. You're the athletic director at Sacred Heart. Uh, tell us what the the latest is. Wow, that's kind of you doing that. Thanks, Greg. Um, well, you know, we play Dartmouth on Saturday in football. Our volleyball, women's volleyball team's great. Our, our cross-country and track teams are doing great. We have 32 Division I uh, sports teams, you know, and eight, over 800 Division I athletes. So I can't talk about all of them. Uh, we're opening up a new diner on campus, yes. uh, new uh, dorms on campus, and we're building uh, a 60,000-square-foot uh, Bobby Valentine Rec Center on, on campus where I'll have my uh, – Name there for a long time, so um, I kind of like what's going on at Sacred Heart University. We're the the second largest Catholic university in New England, and um, the tenth largest or, or fastest growing uh, mid major in the in the country. So we're doing okay. C- tell me more about this new dining hall. Can I can I get, <laughs> can, a, can a brother get some fried pork chops? Yeah, yeah, I think we, we might at the diner. You might be able. It's like a Jersey style diner named after. Uh, named for our president, who is from New Jersey, John Patello, who also is at Seton Hall University, and uh, it's just going to be a cool 24/7 diner right in the middle of, of campus. I always Sweet. say, if you can get your name on something before you're dead, you know you're the man. There you go. So, right. Bobby, you're the man. All right. Thanks for the time, as always. All right. Thank you, guys. Right. Have a great day. You too, Bobby Valentine, one of my favorite people in sports, and I. Really think Why that. mess up my life? I'm trying to clean it up. Wow. That needs to be, we need to tweet that out, that <laughs> quote. Uh, when asked about if he would manage the Mets again, I'm trying to clean up my life, not mess it up. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, we'll come back. We'll play those coop picks again because Uh-oh. we had to cut Hobbita. that. Tr- I mean, that was the most unintelligible coop sound we've ever gotten. We will listen the to that. The pregnant pauses, too. What, what I know. Thinking about it. Weird. Yeah. Uh, bogus update in our picks coming up. Keep it right here. You're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones, Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Gio, you got to see this video, man. You too, Bogus. You're here. Everyone, this video is so cool. What the, happens in the video, Brian? Not more. He takes his grandma out. It's her birthday. I think she turns 100 or something. But it is such a cool video. It's, it's his real grandmother. It's not I, a 100-year-old actress. I would, I would hope it's his real grandma. Whether it is or not, they sell it. And it is just so cool what they do. It takes her bowling. They go to a little bar. Even though he doesn't drink, he had his issues uh, drinking and, and she lives drugs. through the whole experience. Yeah, she lives through the whole experience. They go back to her house, yeah. and uh, some of her elderly girlfriends are there. Brings in a male stripper for them. Oh, really? <laughs> it is. It is. They did a great job with this video. Yes. This game preview brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. If your weekends are reserved for football, then you should be watching the games at B Dubs, where all the fans are there for the same reason to watch sports. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Tonight, Yankees, Astros, my Yankees. Game one, ALCS in Houston. Tanaka's going on the uh, the bump for my Yankees and Dallas Keiko. 
for the Astros. Tanaka dazzled in game three at ALDS at Yankee Stadium. He pitched a well of a game. Can he do it again? Please do it again. But his road ERA is over six, so that's not boding well. Astros second baseman Jose Altuve is batting 533 this postseason, belting three home runs in game one of the NLDS. All right, Bogish is back with an update. Andrew, what's happening? Guys, five years to the day that they blew a 6-0 lead and lost game five of the NLDS with the Cardinals. The Nats took a 4-1 lead on the Cubs in game five of an NLDS and then lost again. 3-2 to Harper. Swing and a miss, strike three, and the Cubs win it. The Cubs are in the league championship series. For the third consecutive year. And for the fourth time in six years, the Nats failed to reach the NLCS after a division title. Washington's lead was 4-3 when Max Scherzer came out of the bullpen for the fifth. The Cubs then scored four runs, only two earned after all of them, excuse me, after there were two outs. Addison Russell's two-run double put Chicago ahead for good, but they didn't win 9-8 until Wade Davis struck out Harper for a seven-out save. Joe Madden's team's new challenge Begins tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium. They got Mr. Kershaw, obviously, and um, now they got Darvish, et cetera. So there, listen, we just went through uh, Strasburg and, and Scherzer. I mean, that's that's no day at the beach either. When you get to this time of the year, you really have to be pre- be prepared to, uh, to beat good pitching, which they have. Madden will reveal his starter later today. The ALCS gets rolling 80 Eastern in Houston, as Brian just mentioned. Dallas Keuchel for the Astros, Masahiro Tanaka for everybody's Yankees. The Eagle winning streak... <laughs> is four after a 28-23 win in Carolina on Thursday Night Football. According to head coach Doug Peterson, his players have gone all out to reach 5-1. and one. They're sacrificing each other themselves for the team, and it's a, it's a fun, fun thing to watch. Sacrificing each other. Mm, yeah, that doesn't make, team. So doesn't, nobody's left. It's a little off. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't make Yeah. You They're sacrificing each other. The, you you want to have a sacrificial lamb, right. but not everybody. Yeah, sacrifice. Right. So who's going to get on the plane? <laughs> Nope, that's, that's it, man. Everybody's gone. It's like a, some sort of weird cannibalistic tribe. Oof. Carson Wentz threw a trio of touchdown passes. Two of them followed Cam Newton interceptions. His Panthers had one two straight. Linebacker Luke Keekley has suffered another concussion. The 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in favor of the NFL yesterday, allowing the league to immediately reinstate Ezekiel Elliott's six-game domestic violence suspension. Two judges decided that Elliott's camp went too quickly to that Texas court asking for an injunction. They should have waited to see an arbitrator through normal CBA protocol. The league, meanwhile, exploring contingency plans for Sunday's Chargers-Raiders game in Oakland. But for now, the game remains as scheduled. The air quality in Oakland is a major issue because of the devastating wildfires in wine country in California. On ice last night, the Wild won in Chicago 5-2. And Nashville beat Dallas 4-1. That included P.K. Subban's first goal of the season. And the WNBA's San Antonio Stars reportedly on the verge of being sold and moved to Las Vegas. Oh, really? Mm. Say that again? The WNBA's San Antonio Stars. Oh, okay. Moving to Vegas, playing that T-Mobile arena. Cool. Uh, all right, Pogish, hang out here because I want you to hear Coop's picks. We started them, and then Bobby Valentine called. But, I mean, the first 20 seconds of this is just vintage Coop of Coop and Calhoun downstairs, two security guards that we have a tough time understanding. So uh, here is Coop picking games. This was yesterday. I don't know why Mikey be put in the Thursday night game, but I guess we'll find out if he's right or wrong uh, with this. But uh, let's listen to Coop's picks for week seven. All right, Coop, here we go. Steelers, Chiefs, Chiefs, four-and-a-half-point favorite. The Chiefs. Why? <laughs> Pittsburgh. 
Patriots, Jets, Pats, nine and a half. Favorite. I'll be, hey, Panther. Panthers. Patriots. <laughs> not the Panthers. But everybody, you know, Boston, all the hell the hell the thing is. Did you make a pick? Yeah. Which one? I won't take all. I won't take the pet. Oh, you know. <laughs> okay, that'll work. <laughs> Giants and Broncos. Broncos 11 and a half. Damn. Who the Broncos playing? Giants. Broncos now. Oh, I know where they're going. They're going back or they're hurt. Who do you like? Huh? I, I'm going to take the Giants. Why? Love my ass points. I made a mistake. I made two mistakes. One, it's week six. And two, it was Coop that inserted the Thursday night right. game in there. It wasn't Mikey B. I had just heard Panthers on that, and I was thinking Mike asked a question. He didn't. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That was the worst one ever, I yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, man. The first time we had to bleep him, didn't it? Nah, I'm not oh, sure. I, think. I mean, who cares about the cursing? Yeah, that right. was bad. What was going on at the beginning? <laughs> With the just... delays and just one word? and Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. He goes, why? He goes, why? Pittsburgh. <laughs> why did he pick the Chiefs? He, all he said was Pittsburgh. That man is in charge of getting us to safety yes. in yeah, I know. the event of a catastrophe in <laughs> <Yeah>. this building. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, how is he really going to stop somebody that wants to come in here? <laughs> Like, you know what? He could. Like, he just starts talking. To right. Him, like the, Thank the, you. The armed man will be like, what? <laughs> you know the security <laughs> guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> he goes and gets his getaway car driver. <laughs> you got to come in here and see this. <laughs> Say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that that, that uh, language is disarming. Yeah, <laughs> so very, very much somebody so. Get, somebody got to lose a win, right? <laughs> Habada. <laughs> what did he say? He couldn't even make a pick in the second game, right, Pete? With the Mike, pay- Mikey made it for Did, him. did you beat. make a pick? <laughs> he said something again. He's like, that'll do. <laughs> Patriots, Jets, Pats, nine and a half. Favorite. I'll be- hey, Panther. Panthers. <laughs> Patriots, not the Panthers. What? Did you make a pick? Yeah. Which one? I won't take all. I won't take the Panthers. Oh, you know. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'm going to take the Panthers take the pa- in the Patriots Jets game. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Coop, Coop, Coop. What is going on? Why is this so difficult for you? Hey, Panthers. Hey, Gio, you know. He goes, who do you like? Who do you like in Patriots Jets? Panthers. Hey, <laughs> Every time you ask me a question, that's how I'm going to start. Hey, hey Gio, hey, you Panthers. know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> And by the way, Calhoun does not make picks anymore. He I know. Is, What's up with that? He's just afraid that his boss is going to get on him. So every time Mike goes down there to film the picks, he starts to pretend to work. Like he oh, starts hitting buttons man. on the wall and stuff and checking fire codes. And... It's all the way. Oh, teach no. him how to handle bosses. <laughs> All he used to do, though, was say the name of a team and then all the way. So it's not like every week we can imagine what his True. picks would be. At least for uh, from Coop, you get something different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eagles, uh, all, the yeah. all the way. All the way. All the way. Well, Calhoun hurt me the other day because I, I forgot my ID, so I needed a, a pass to get inside. Yeah. So I, I show up and I go, hey, I forgot my ID. Can I'm in the system. He goes, 
where do you work? I'm like all strict and professional. I'm like, dude, you see me every morning. Right. Come on. I walk in here with Pete, so we're memorable right. at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. You don't know that I that I work here? Come on, Calhoun. Come on, Calhoun. It's all the way. Oh, all the way. <laughs> hey, Captain. It's all the way. <laughs> his first name is Calhoun, by the way. Which is that's just, his first we've name? Con- we've confirmed that? I mean, that's what's on his name tag. Unless his first name is just a bunch of... It's all the way. Consonants. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. That's my favorite nickname of all time is Hoon. Hoon. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know guys. down south we are short names and stuff. You know, we make them to our lightning. Right. Our, our lightning, but. Hoon? <laughs> you ain't That's hear a that, hoon. Me. hoon? You're so right, though, Bogus. If an intruder comes in here, Coop is in charge of stopping him. If there's a fire, Calhoun is the man that we need to rely yeah, on. Yeah, and I'm more concerned with the latter. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of different places a gunman could go before it gets to us. Yeah, like, right, right. You know, a guy walks in with, like, with a ninja sword, nunchucks. <laughs> like, we're on the 10th floor. Well, we've heard you his announcer, right? Right, that's my concern. Tashui. Right. <laughs> if there's a gas leak or a fire, <laughs> we need a mass we're all going to be sitting here. Now, what did he say? Yeah. <laughs> all dying of carbon Over. monoxide yeah. poisoning because Calhoun doesn't know how to dial 911. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he can dial. We just can't tell him what's happening. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody in the building going all the way to the death. <laughs> what? They go all the way to the death. All the way. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But uh, they're going all the way. Imagine the operator goes, okay, sir, is there anyone else I can talk to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel the pain. Oh, woo. Hey, Hoon, uh, hey, you have to do <laughs> Yes, man, Hoon is here. <laughs> well, Panther, <laughs> tell me, is it an emergency or not an emergency? Why, Panther? <laughs> you hear that, Hoon? Is it a fire or gas? <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> Hey, okay. You know what it means. That's our ass. They're going to get the last laugh. Because they're right there by the door, man. <laughs> Calhoun, stuck here imagine Calhoun runs up here, the old person. He saves his Amy. <laughs> <laughs> He's dragging her out. Everybody else is just caught. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, man. Coop and Calhoun. Yeah. Tentashwee. We'll come back with our picks. Keep it right here. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by Rally Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Kenny in Rhode Island, and he says, all right, we know the final four in baseball. Who do you guys have going to and winning the World Series? I already know Brian's answer because both his teams that he picked before (laughs) the playoff starter is still in. Uh, Unlike me... Now I got to pick another set of teams that'll probably lose. If you need auto parts but can't get to the store just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. You've still got Yankees, Dodgers. Yeah, I'll go Astros, Dodgers. Astros, Dodgers. Even but this is sort of a false thing for me because I 
<laughs> two teams that went out in the divisional round in the Indians and the Diamondbacks. So I kind of feel cheap doing that. <laughs> so whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at this point. All right. So last week, Brian finally won a week. Hey! For the first time all year. Yeah. Uh, so he went four and two last week. I went two and four last week. I'm still in the overall lead at 18 and 12. Brian 16, 13 and one. So I've got a two game lead on him in the win column, which is what we count. But since it's the first time that Brian's won all year, it's the first time we're going to hear his music Uh-oh. during the pick. So Come let's on. get it going. We'll start it with college. And Brian mm. Jones, take it away. Texas, oh, you weekend, baby. Everything fried that you like, you can get at the State Fair of Texas, and that's where Texas and OU goes down at the Cotton Bowl. I'm taking my Longhorns plus eight and a half. I think Texas defense will play better than they did last week, and yes, it's going to be difficult corralling. Baker Mayfield, still my Heisman favorite, 15 touchdowns, no interception. That OU defense, they have been lacking here are the last two ball games, Baylor and their loss to Iowa State, inexplicable loss to Iowa State. So we'll see what their defense can bring to the table. Sam Ellinger, the young man, is growing up, freshman quarterback there at Texas, and he will use his feet as well to keep some drives going. So liking my Longhorns. Navy at Memphis. This game is always high scoring, it seems like. Navy's won the last two since they joined the AAC. And I'm taking Navy on the road plus three. I like what they did last week, the little wrinkle with their option offense. Going out of the shotgun, Zach Aby, their leading rusher. No one's been able to figure him out. He's averaging about 200 yards a game on the ground. Navy last week, 447 rushing versus Air Force. And Air Force, you would think, knows how to figure out that option. Memphis, yes, Raleigh Ferguson went off. He may get the Taylor back at the running back position. But if you can't get the ball, you can't score. Navy holds on to the rock and will win that one. Michigan State at Minnesota. Off the heels, a big win there at Michigan. Uh, their last two opponents, Michigan and Iowa, they have held to 20 points combined. Everyone sees this as a letdown. I don't believe so. Michigan State minus four. Give me that. Michigan State's defense will definitely keep them in the game if their offense is lacking. But Brian LaWert is damn good at quarterback. He's another dual threat, a legitimate dual threat guy. And Connor Rhoda from Minnesota, all he does is throw picks. We'll start with Brian's game on CBS, Auburn at LSU. And I know that LSU looked a hell of a lot better last week. Their defense wasn't getting pushed around. But I just believe that Auburn is 10 times better than LSU. And the whole home aura of them just went totally out the window when Troy went in there and pushed them around. And Auburn offensively in this spot needs to shine and I really believe they've got something to prove. They will do it against this LSU team that, yeah, look better, but still stinks. And we're talking about Ed Orgeron and his plight after this game. Could be a blowout. Give you Auburn minus seven at LSU. Talked about this earlier. This has got upset written all over here. Georgia Tech plus six and a half traveling to Miami. Let down spot for Miami after Florida State. And Georgia Tech's just been under the radar. Nobody paying attention to them. They lose to Tennessee to start off the season. After that, they've rattled off win after win. And they're beating people by an average score of 35 to 11 in those victories. Georgia Tech's going to confuse them. They're going to rack up a ton of yards. They're going to win this game at Miami. So the six and a half I will gladly put on my side of the ledger. And NC State traveling to Pitt. I hate to pick against my Pitt Panthers, but they're Max Brown, the quarterback for Pitt, who's leading the ACC in completion percentage, is not going to play. Ben DiNucci is going to start. I've seen him already. He's got a lot of talent, just kind of raw for me. NC State's a better team. 
and they're going to go in there and they're going to win by maybe three touchdowns. NC State minus 11 at Pitt. NFL. Let's do some NFL. Washington coming off a bye. San Francisco invades the Capitol. I like Washington minus 11. I know that's a lot of points, and San Francisco scored and played pretty well offensively last week there at Indianapolis, but Indianapolis is a team that's still in disarray, even though they won that ball game. But Brian Hoyer went off, 353 yards passing, two touchdowns. Very good for him. My man, Marquise Goodwin, hook them horns. 116 receiving yards on five receptions going up against Washington defense. Uh, we don't know if uh, Norman's going to play, do we? Or Josh Norman, he may, he may not. But remember what, last time out, Washington lost on the road at Kansas City. Uh, had a chance to win that ball game. Didn't have a lot of time. Uh, Kansas City, uh, they did have a lot of time. They controlled and dominated time of possession in that ball game. I see them doing the same thing to this defense for San Francisco. So I'm going with the hated Washington Redskins, minus 11. L.A. Rams at Jacksonville last week. They lost at Seattle. And Jacksonville, of course, went on the road and won at Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Rams in this one, plus two and a half, because I believe Aaron Donald, I believe Michael Brockers up front can stop the running game, which leads the league right now. Leonard Fournette and the Jags, I think they can stop them, force Blake Bortles to win this ball game. And I like, even though they didn't run the ball well last week, Ty Gurley about 44 yards on the ground versus Seattle, I still like this offense. They get everyone involved. Golf is throwing the ball pretty well. Yeah, he got sacked a few times last week. They shore that up, and they played much better this outing on the road like they did versus my Cowboys, unfortunately. New York Giants at Denver. The Giants are in disarray. No wide receivers to speak of. If you're playing Evan Ingram uh, in fantasy, if you're not, you probably should because he should be targeted more than the two times he was targeted last week with all those wide receivers going out. And and you know uh, that Eli Mann is not going to have a rapport with whoever fills the role uh, of those hurt receivers. So I like Denver coming off of by minus 11 and a half. Denver has the best defense in the league right now. And what do they call that? That back end there, the no-fly zone. That's right. So there will be no flying. And we know the, the New York Giants can't lean on their running game. And while Eli has thrown uh, the ball for a ton of yardage, he's going to be back there bobbing and weaving and and, and, and ducking, ducking his pass rush uh, from the Denver Broncos. So give me Denver. Detroit traveling to New Orleans. I think the Detroit Lions are a better team than New Orleans Saints. And plus four and a half jumped out at me. Now, I know the Saints are playing better defense and it's not a guarantee that you're going to go in there and put up a 1,000 points on them. And I remember this matchup last year, and I really thought it was going to be a shootout, like a 40-38 to 38 game, and it was nothing like that whatsoever. So it might be another low-scoring game in the dome between these two teams. Matt Stafford's a little bit banged up, but I just don't like the makeup of the New Orleans Saints. I don't like their offensive line. I think their defense, when they play well, it's put together with duct tape, and it's just ready to fall apart. Detroit goes in there. They win this game. The plus four and a half is very much welcome. The Baltimore Ravens showed me something last week, even though it was against E.J. Manuel and the Oakland Raiders. They had been just absolutely terrible offensively. Their defense wasn't anywhere near what it was supposed to be. I think they figured something out going to Oakland. Now they come back home and they face Chicago. You've got Mitch Trubisky in his first road start. I thought he looked really green in that game against the Vikings on Monday night. You put him in Baltimore with that defense, a lot of turnovers. The offense figured it out last week. Baltimore minus six and a half. That's one that I think is a rocking chair to that covering that spread. Baltimore minus six and a half at home to Chicago. And the last one, the Houston Texans. 
I mean, they put up like 50 points every week now. Deshaun Watson is just so much fun to watch. Minus nine and a half. That spread started out at 11 and then went to nine and a half, I think, when they decided that Hogan was going to start over Kaiser. It doesn't matter. You tell me Houston can't win this game by 10 points? Right. Please. Houston minus nine and a half at home to Cleveland. Those are your week six NFL picks, your week seven college picks on Gio and Jones. Thanks to Bobby Valentine, Amy Dash, <laughs> Duffy, Petey Meats, Bogish, and Jock alone. Watch Brian on Saturday, CBS. Gio and Jones, have a great weekend. CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.